Good morning, everybody. I forgot that the choir is on vacation. Just a commercial. When they said there is a great Toyota with the lights on, mine is great, but I don't know my license plate. So it could be mine. <laughs> Hopefully not. Let's pray and put this time in the Lord's hands. <clears throat> Dear Lord, thank you very much for the opportunity that we have Lord, to come to this temple, to come together as church, as, as, as your as sons of, and daughters of Christ. Thank you, Lord, for this day, because we have the freedom to come and, and be together, to try to learn a little bit more about you, to try to know you a little bit more, to try to scratch a little bit more of your will for us, oh, Father. Help us to this morning to hear your voice. I ask you, Lord, that you prepare our hearts to receive your word. The Bible says itself that the word is alive, that the word is the water of life, the bread of life. And I ask you, Lord, that through your Bible, through your word, you, we, we will be fed this morning, and we will be challenged this morning, and we will be... Uh, uh, we receive consolation this morning, and whatever need we have, oh Father, that you will take care of us this morning. I ask you, Lord, for those ones that are have something in their minds today, oh Father, that you give them peace and comfort, and and you help help them to focus on the Lord. Help me, oh Father, to deliver this message. It's not on me; it's on you, oh Father. You are the one who confused the language in the Bible Towers, so you own all the languages. Uh, help me, Father, and do your will through us and through me this morning. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, and I think we have a couple of guests this morning, so let me apologize again as usual. English is not my first language, uh, so if I say something inappropriate, wrong, or kind of funny, you can laugh as much as you want. And then let me know what I did. Uh, you know, just in case. Um, and actually looking up to the, to the bulletin, if you have your bulletin, you know, they erase all our information to help us to take notes. So I highly, 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 highly recommend that you find a pen. And if you don't have one, I think it's a pen in front of you, that you take notes about the sermon today. But if you take the pen and you have the pen in your hand, you can scratch the title because they always make a mistake. The title of the sermon today is Cultivating Joy While People Chase Desire. It's not in a transactional world. There is a mistake. We make mistakes. I just, you know, don't like to get you confused. So after you scratch that part, now you are ready to take notes. So that's the good part. Um, <clears throat> Pastor asked me to preach. You know, he's, he's been preaching in... in in John 15, you know, the bind, you know, that we're connected to the Lord. And that's one of my favorite uh, sections of the Bible. Because I always think that I cannot do nothing without Him. That I need Him to do, you know, whatever I need to do. And, you know, and the title of the sermon is Cultivating Joy. Cultivating Joy, you know. And the second part says, while people chase desire. And we're going to stop a little bit and chase desire at the end. But I want to just... Focus most of my sermon today in to see and understand what's the meaning of cultivating joy. So let me ask you a question. Of course, you don't have to answer, but, but it, it's okay if you want to. 
I will say, but what is joy? You know, we, we, you know, we, we hear that word a lot in Christmas, you know, joy, 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 rejoice, you know, joy. But what, what really is joy to us? How can we explain joy? I think it's hard to explain, and you will see why. Because actually joy is not from this earth. Joy is not from this world. Joy comes from heaven. It's not made here. It's not homemade. It's heaven made. So we only can take it. We only can receive it from heaven. But I found something kind of close to the real meaning of joy. And I'm going to ask Brian to put a video just to get us connected to the sermon. feeling, doesn't matter how you walk in today, you know, I hear some of you laughing, I see some of you open your eyes, you know, your faces look much better in a couple seconds. What a beautiful joy, you know, when we see, you know, babies laughing, that's joy itself. They don't care about anything else. They don't, they're not thinking what I'm going to, do I will have a bottle in a couple hours? Do I will take a two-hour nap in a couple hours? They don't care about nothing. They're just enjoy. And that's where the, you know, the word comes from, enjoy. Be happy, having joy in it. And as usual, you know, I love, I love to go as deep in the Bible as I can. And of course, I'm not a really, really high train, train, train you know, minister, and I don't have a PhD, but I, I have my major in Greek and Hebrew, and I enjoy it, I love it, and I start, you know, studying, and this is like the, the history capsule, you know. We're going to make it quick. But joy comes from, <clears throat> in, in the Greek, from a word that you can pronounce, chara, chara, and it really means grace. Grace recognized, when we recognize the grace of the Lord. That's the real meaning of joy. Recognizing the grace of the Lord. And I found another word that is really attached to it that you find in the Bible a lot. Rejoice. And it doesn't mean that you have to multiply joy for, you know, against two, you know. Like joy, rejoice, no double. No, no, no. Rejoice is very attached. It comes from the same root. It means be glad. It means that it's something active. That is something you can actually enjoy in an active way. Be glad. But both of them come from the same root. And it, you know, from the word that I mentioned at the beginning. And you can, you can, you know, pronounce it charis. It, it, it means grace. Joy is, you know, joy, I'm sorry. Joy come from grace. And what is grace? You know, we, we know what is grace, you know, but, but I found a really good definition. Grace means favor, favor brought to man by...
by Jesus Christ. Favor brought to men by Jesus Christ. So we can experience joy if we know the Lord's grace. If we realize that whatever we got, maybe we don't deserve it, but we have it because we, we receive it from Jesus Christ himself. And that's what I was you know, telling you at the beginning, that it's kind of difficult to really uh, you know, explain what joy means. Because it doesn't come from this earth. Happiness, you know, could come from this earth. But joy itself, it comes from heaven. And it's actually one of the, one of the things that heaven experiences itself. It comes from heaven. See? But the, the, the definition of the word for joy, you know, what the dictionary says, it says, a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. A feeling. But I think they're kind of wrong because joy is much more than a feeling. Because feelings go, you know, up and down, up and down, on and off. If you feel hungry when you go, that's why they say, don't go hungry to the supermarket because you end up buying things that you don't need. Because you're hungry, so you want to buy something really quick. Joy is much more than that. Joy comes from heaven. And that we can see in Hebrews, and this is kind of a difficult verse, but Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, and that's why we put that picture right there, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him. You know, right there, and I'm going to skip part of the, uh, part of the, uh, the verse and said. Before him, at the right hand of the throne of God. Joy itself is present in heaven. Joy itself is present in the presence of the Lord. You know, comes from the Lord. It's only Jesus Christ, He's the only one allowed. God is the only one allowed to give it to us. Nobody else can give it to us. And He's present right there on heaven. What a, you know, I'm trying to you the picture, what, you know, what a beautiful thing. But we can see in a more clear way in Luke 15, Luke 15 chapter, uh, chapter 15 verse 7 and verse 10, just to try to give you a better picture. Luke 15, um, <clears throat> 7 says, I tell you that in the same way they will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than that over 90 righteous persons who don't want to repent. More rejoicing in heaven. You know, joy is present in heaven. That's the first thing I want to put in your mind. Joy is present in heaven. It's in front of the Lord. It's at the Lord's feet. And, and let's look Luke 15.10. In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Is the highest of the highest. Joy is present with the Lord. The Lord is, you know, is the one who make it, is the one who deliver it. Is right there within the angels, you know, feel it, rejoice. But you know, what a wonderful thing. They rejoice for us. When one of us say, Lord, I need you. Please forgive my sin. I need you, Jesus. And we repent of our sin. The angels, 
you know, rejoice, rejoice in the presence of God's angels. You know, the angels rejoice. That was a wonderful thing. I, you know, when, when I'm preparing a message, the Lord is preaching to myself first, of course. And, you know, and I, I, I was amazed because I always uh, remember a song. And I always, do, through my daily duties, I always remember, nobody will take my joy away. The Lord, the Word didn't give it to me. The Word will not take it away. That, that was a little song that they teach me when I was inquired in my, in my church when I was a kid. The, you know, joy, the Lord gave me my joy, nobody can take it away. But what a wonderful thing that we understand that joy comes from heaven itself. The joy really means that the Jesus Christ himself gave us that gift. But if you think about it, if you want to experience joy, you need to be connected to heaven. You need to be connected to Jesus Christ himself. Otherwise, you will never really experience joy. To, again, if you really want to experience joy, you need to be connected to heaven. You need to be connected to Jesus Christ. There's no other way to have it. And we're going to see a little bit about this at the end. You know, but Satan, our enemy, tried to let us think that he could, he could give us joy. He's the per, you know, he's a, he's an expert. He he has hundreds of years to study how we think, how we do things, how we proceed, and he tried to fake joy in many other ways, in pleasure, you know, in in, in happiness, but in feelings. How I, you know, how it make me feel, and then when that feeling goes away, you're worse than at the beginning. You know, it's like, and I don't want to do any publicity about a drink, but it's like drinking Red Bull. You drink and you feel all nice. Woo! In 30 minutes, it takes like 30 minutes to kick in. But then after the effect is gone, you're much worse than at the beginning. When I used to drink it, I don't drink it anymore. It's bad. <laughs> I have to drink too. Every 30 minutes I drink the next because I, that way I don't feel the drop down. I was able to keep driving. But, but, you know, that's very important. The Satan is a specialist of faking joy. But if we understand that joy comes from heaven, and the only way you will get it, the only way you will see it, the only way you will experience it is from God himself. So I start asking yourself, if you think, oh, I don't know, maybe ask yourself, when was the last time you really feel joy? Because we're experts to put a nice face, you know. And I have to be the first one here. You will think I'm a very joyful person. You cannot surely, I'm not. I have to wake up every morning and say, Lord, help me to be nice. And uh, see, I have to be honest. We, we, you know, it's a decision. But what, you know, joy in the Bible, you know, where that came from? First, it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. You know, we were studying about that not long ago with Pastor Leonard. You know, that's what said Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. The second one, joy, peace, and so on and so on. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit himself. So you keep asking yourself, when was the last time I feel joy? 
You don't have to answer, but really think about it. When was the last time you really feel joy? That you remember, how, that you feel that it was joy. And if you don't remember, it's maybe because you don't have the spirit, it's because you don't have the fruit of the spirit in your life. That's not number one. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life to be able to feel joy. But what a weird thing, you know, because we have something such a pure joy. You know, we, we today are so into what is pure, you know, what is organic. You know, what, what is the cow that they, they feed it only with grass? You know, so it's, it's such a thing in the Bible too. It's joy, fake joy, and pure joy. And the Bible says itself, I'm not making it up. You see, it says, it says that in James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. Consider it pure joy. Why they didn't put just joy, I don't know. But they said, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kinds... Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Pure, you know, that's a weird thing. That's against what the Word is telling us today. And I'm not, gonna, you know, I'm not saying this to, to go against any church. Or, you know, no, 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 no. I'm just focusing myself in the Bible. I put my eyes on Jesus. But that's against what many churches and many beliefs tell us. That, oh, if you, if, you, if you follow the Lord, everything is going to be nice. You're going to have this and that and this and that. But the Bible says here, if you want to experience pure joy, you will face trial. Testing. And that's weird. But I'm sure all of us here, if you really experience the joy of the Lord, will understand that. To our darkness hour, to our you know, difficult times, we experience joy. We experience peace that go beyond any understanding. That's pure joy. Joy is being used for God to, to refresh our hearts. And I'm going to read for you First Thessalonians chapter 5 says, Rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances, for that is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. It's God's will that we experience joy. He makes everything for us. He, he prepared everything for us that way we can experience joy. It's His will. He wants us to take advantage of it. You know, He gave us the best of the best. He gave us His Son, Jesus Christ, to die in the cross for us. So if He gave us the best of the best, His Son, why He didn't give us joy? It's His will, as He says here, rejoice always. The Lord wants us to be happy. And not saying, oh, the Lord wants me to be in trials. No, 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 no. They want, the Lord wants you to be happy. The Lord wants you to... Experience joy. But let's just put it in 2017. How can we do that? If you put in giggle, how can I be happy? You find many, 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 many different actions. I just uh, choose a couple. You know, How can I really 
what, you know, the title of the sermon, How Can I Really Cultivate Joy? And again, I tell you, it really means start making new habits. Habits that will allow you or will help you to experience joy. So what can we do first? Something that it will help us, and maybe you will laugh, is be organized. Be organized. If you're really thinking your day, you know, I don't want you to raise hands. But what, you know, what is the first stress of your day? Maybe you're gonna, you want to leave the house and you, know, you don't know where your keys are. So where, where, your, where your joy goes when you don't know where your keys are? I think it kind of goes away. You know, when you need something and it's not in the place where you leave it, where your joy goes. But what, you know, and the Bible said, you know, I was amazed. Proverbs 20, 24, 27. Put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready. After that, build your house. You know, if we want to experience joy, we have to be organized first. You know, we want to do something, we don't know where nothing is. So we start doing it, we get frustrated, we get upset. I tell Charlie all the time, I leave it here, why did you touch it? Leave, the, leave this part of the house alone. See, it happened, and take my joy away. And take your joy away too. Because we, you know, we need to be organized. Most of the time she's the guilty one, even when she says not to. I know I leave it there. But, but, you know, this is the tip number one. If you really want to experience joy, be organized. The Lord said right here in Proverbs 24. Be organized. Know where you leave things. You know, be organized. Number two, count your blessings. Count your blessings. And that's wonderful. I do that all the time. I have a little book in, in my safe. Uh, where I put my blessings and my miracles. And I have so many miracles and so many things that the Lord did. And I, when I feel really bad, I read through it and I go, Ah, I went so dumb. The Lord helped me so much. And I'm just doubting of Him for this little thing. But count your blessings. Ephesians 5.20 Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always give thanks. But when was the last time you really took time to, to make a list of the, of the blessings of the Lord? And that's the challenge for you. I challenge you to please, and you know, if you want to start doing it right now, but you have to pay attention, you know, so you have to be like multi, multitask. But if you want to put some of your blessings in the back, that, that, that's good too. But if you don't want to do it right now, go home and do it. Really sit down and say, Lord, what, what were the blessings I received last week? They need to be fresh. It's not such a better thing than fresh blessings. You know, because we always hear, oh yeah, ten years ago, the Lord, you know, the Lord helped me this and this. No, and I'm not saying that's bad, no. But, but the Lord, His mercies are new every day. But sometimes we're so focused in our own issues, our own problems. You know, oh, my fears... My anger, my guilt, my loneliness, that we forgot that the Lord did such a beautiful things for us. You know, so the tip number two is count your blessings. Again, counting your blessings will help you to put 
Fix our eyes in the Lord. Remember, joy comes from Him. He will take care of you. The third thing I want to share with you today is stop complaining. We're experts to complain. The culture pushes to complain. If you don't, if you, if you don't, I think you know that when you're in, in a line anywhere, you know, in, in different stores, you're in a line five minutes, you start to complain right away. Oh, that cashier, you know, what if she does, you know, oh, that lady, can't she just put her things you know, faster, you know. Oh, you know, this store makes millions. They don't know how they have to bring more cashiers. Now, where's my time? I, I, to be honest with you, I start complaining when I go to see a doctor and they, you know, I have an appointment. I fight against Latino time and I, know, and I make it on time and they make me sit down two hours because he's, you know, he's behind. I start complaining and my joy goes away. See? But we have to stop complaining. That's what Ephesians 4.29 said. Do, do not let... <clears throat> and that word is very hard for me. Do not let any... Um, do not let any bad talk come out of your mouth. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. You know, watch out what comes out of your mouth. If it's not going to help the person... Don't say it. Don't waste it. And if somebody say it, you know, you know, don't pay attention to it. Stop complaining. We're so ready. We're so, you know, we're so smart. We're so ready to complain about everything. And I always have a rule. I always want to be a part of the solution, not part of the problem. Well, so, ah, oh, the ceremony is so long. I have to. I need to go to a church that the ceremony is, you know, you know, you know, shorter. That way, I will make it to Bud Evans first, because I don't want to drive to Borman. We complain, you know, many, many, many things. So, if you really want to experience joy, stop complaining and think yourself: This is gonna help somebody. This is gonna, you know, encourage anybody. No. This is going to help my pastor? No. This is going to help my church? No. So don't say it. Or if you want to say it, say it in, in a place, in the right place at the right time, to do something with it. You know, what a wonderful experience is when you go to somebody that, you know, you know always give you joy. And I learned that from my supervisor from Awana. Even the way he answers the phone, you know, when I, when I used to call him, Phil Belch, he lives in Tennessee. And I call him and say, my brother, how you doing? And I go, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel energy coming through my body. Oh, yeah, he loved me. Only just of the way he says hello. You know, what a beautiful feeling when we come to church and somebody up in the door says, hello, good morning. They said that to me this morning. What a beautiful day. You know, we feel nice. We can encourage people. Our words are so powerful. But if you're always complaining, oh, the sermon again, that Colombian pastor, you know, I don't understand his English. Hopefully you will not say that, of course. But, you know, if, you, if it's not the truth, I'm sorry. I do my best and I pray a lot. But, you know, stop complaining. If you want to feel joy, stop complaining. This is kind of, you know, unusual. 
but it's something you like. The Bible said, I'm not making it up. Ecclesiastes 2.24 A person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own. These two I see, it, it, it comes from the hand of God. Many people is always upset because they're always hungry. They're always in a diet. You know, they don't eat what they like. And the Lord said, I give it, you know, of course, we have to watch, you know, if you are sick and you're diabetic, don't go and buy a cake, of course, you know. You know, I don't want anybody, you know, having issues because pastor said to eat whatever you want. No, 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 no. You have to watch out, of course. When, when, when my grandma, my grandma was in, in, in dialysis and in, in, in she, I, we knew she, she didn't have long. So I talked to the doctor because I learned to speak English with doctors and the doctor you know, explained to me, and I knew, you know, if you go to dialysis, in, 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 you know, you go to dialysis Monday, and then Wednesday they clean your, your, your blood anyway. So I used to sneak chocolates to my grandma. Because by Wednesday she's going to be clean again. So what's the big deal? Let her enjoy. It's the, her last days. Nobody catch me. You know, I didn't get busted. But you know, if you want to experience the joy of the Lord, enjoy the blessings of the Lord. The Lord give us money to pay for it. The Lord give us good company to enjoy. The Lord give us a nice place to do it. Enjoy. The Lord prepared it for you. You know. And if you don't find, if you don't have somebody to share, find somebody to share. You know, if you don't have somebody to share, I have many kids that will like to have lunch with you. I, sometimes I ended up having lunch with seven kids. I have fun. We, we get out of church, we go to the lake. If we, the weather is good, we, we've been going to the lake every, every Sunday after church. We have a blast. So find the way. Other thing very important is 1 Corinthians 10, 31. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So whatever you, you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. And that's a key part of the joy. Do all for the glory of God. Whatever you're doing is important for the Lord. You know, I'm not more important than you because I'm the pastor. I, it's the opposite. I want to be the less important. I want to be your servant. I want to be the servant of the Lord. And hopefully that's what I transmit to people. Hopefully that's what can you see through me. Hopefully. But understand that whatever you're doing is important for the Lord. You know, we're so, ah, I wish I become a lawyer. I wish I did this when I was younger. It's too late. If it's too late, why are you allowing your joy to go away if it's too late? Just be happy. Rejoice. Be double, you know, double joy. Rejoice, be happy. And understand that whatever position you are in now, the Lord have, have you there for a reason, and He's always happy with you. The Lord is your Father, you know, as we see the baby laughing. That, I think that's how God sees us, as babies. Because sometimes that's how we behave. Don't you think? We have miracles and miracles and blessings in our, in, for years, you know. You will think, oh, yeah, Pastor, for you it's easy because you, you, you already so many blessings. Uh, we have the same faith, the same opportunities, the same struggles. 
And sometimes I stop and I say, oh Lord, I'm sorry. And after you do these huge miracles, until you open the Red Sea for me, I'm complaining because of this little thing. And the last thing, if you really want to enjoy, if you really have, want to have joy in your life, is be obedient. Be obedient. And goes really attached to the first part. Because if you are not obedient to the Lord, you will not allow the Holy Spirit to show His fruit on you. So be obedient. Obey the Lord. And it's, you know, pastor asked me to preach from, from John 15, but I kind of went around... But, you know, it's attached to what he's trying to teach us. This is my, John 15, 8. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit. If you're bringing fruit, you will receive joy from the Lord. If you're connected to the Lord, you obey the Lord, you will receive joy from the Lord. Because as I said, remember, only comes from heaven. Only comes from heaven. We're getting close to the end. And I just want to remind you, you know, about these little tips to be happy. Little tips to experience joy. You know, I, hopefully you will take notes about it. But it's basically at the end, we have to remember that we have to submit our habits to the control of the Holy Spirit. If you don't think you have the right habits, just ask the Lord, Lord, help me to... Lord, I, my mind is a bunch of wires, you know. Help me to put it to the right spot. You know, it's like when they open a... You know, when an electrician opens a bunch of wires for me, that's Chinese, he knows where everything goes. That's the Lord. The Lord, see, maybe for you, I say, Oh, my life, Pastor, my life is so messed up. I don't know where to start. Let me tell you something. The Lord knows where to start. Just start asking today, Lord, and if you really don't know, maybe you don't know, maybe you've been in Jesus for years, but you don't remember the last time you experienced joy. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord, say, Lord, help me to create habits that it will help me to experience joy in my life, experience joy with my wife, experience joy with my kids. The Bible talks, and I didn't want to spend time there, but the Bible talks what a highly joy is to know that our kids are on the truth. And I don't have kids on my own, but I like 45 that I always take care. And I, how proud I feel when my Marias are interpreting at, at the school. I stand up behind them as well. If they make a huge mistake, I fix it. But if they don't, and I feel so proud of them. I feel so proud of them when I talk Seven of my kids who are not, who English is not their first language, to Bible quiz to compete against 45 kids, and I have one in first place, two in second place. How proud I feel, you know, after all the driving, because taking the kids to Aguana every Wednesday sometimes is tough. You know, we start driving at 5, and we're putting the, back, the vans back in the garage around 10 sometimes. But when, when they win first place in Bible quiz, I say, well done. It's worth it. It's worth it. Because sometimes when, during the winter, I, I'm praying every curve. You know, lower, 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 lower. You know, help my tires, help my tires, lower, lower, lower. You know, I have 50 kids behind me. I have to pray and really pray. Brian always comes to my office. Are we going or are we staying? I say, I don't know. Let me pray a little bit more. 
And I go to the, to the window. Oh, Lord, the weather is so good. I, I put my eyes on the weather. We will not make it. But when I put my eyes on Jesus, when I put my eyes on Him, I said, we will make it. I feel peace. Let's go. Just don't drive like crazy, Brian. Just slow down. See, Brian, can you put the picture of the mom looking at the baby, please? Or, or, see, that's, that's looking at Jesus. That, the baby that is not thinking about anything else. He just wants mommy. You know, I'm sorry, daddy, but sometimes all they want is mommy. That should be us with Jesus. And can you put the last picture, please? That's what we should focus today. And that's the picture I want to leave in your minds today. The war, you know. This war is trying to fake joy. That's what, you know, the pastor said, you know, cultivating joy while people chase desire. The Satan is expert to help us to change desire. I want this, and then when I have this car, such a car, or such a house, or such a wife, ah, then I will be happy. When I will have so much amount of money, I will be happy. If money will bring you happiness, why you have so many rich people committing suicide? Because joy, they cannot have joy. They cannot buy joy. They cannot find joy in anywhere in this earth. Because as I said, and as I want you to remember, joy comes from heaven. And the only way to get it is through Jesus Christ. That's why people are suffering. They could be happy in the outside. They could have thousands of dollars in their accounts, wonderful cards. But they don't have Jesus Christ. And that's what I, you know, it's always hope. And I'm going to close with this. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and as you trust in Him. So you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. He was, oh, pastor, my heart is so hard and bitter I don't, it's no hope for me. I'm an old fella, you know. People, I think in English, try to say like, uh, nobody can, can uh, teach new tricks to an old dog. I don't, I don't believe in that. You know, and I'm not saying we're dogs, but people say that. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the power of the Bible. For me, this... You know, this is my favorite Bible. Don't, you know, I have more nice ones, but this is my favorite one. This is the Bible that was with me in seminary. But I really believe in this. This is our life. This is real. So if you know you have issues complaining, stop complaining. Ask the Lord. You know, put your habits in obedience to Him. Be happy. Stop complaining. Do your part and don't look around. But if you really don't think you ever experience the joy of the Lord, the Lord is telling you today, and the way, the truth, and the life, nobody comes to heaven without me. And the invitation is open. Doesn't matter how many years you've been in this church, doesn't matter how many years you think you're a Christian. It's, it's only one passport you need to go to heaven, and the passport is Jesus Christ.
If you don't have the right visa, if you don't have the stamp from the Holy Spirit, you will not make it through. I used to tell people, when I walk through the airports, I cover my passport with a blue cover. That way people think I'm American and they didn't leave me alone. And they, I do it on purpose. Because if they see a red passport, they pull me out to check me every five minutes. But it's not such a thing in heaven. If you're really not sure, if you feel joy, ask yourself, well, why am I feeling joy? Maybe I need to be connected to Jesus. If you know you're a believer, but you know you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to, to do His part in your life, please, today is the day. You can come back to Him through His power. Nothing will stand His power. But if you don't know, if you don't, if you don't have Jesus in your life, today is the day. If you don't want to do it publicly here, that's fine. Do it you know, back there in, in your seat. Go to the next step room, find one of the elders, find, you know, talk to me, talk to Brother John. But we are here, First Christian Church is here to preach the gospel, to, to bring light into this world. Let me pray for you. Dear Father, thank you very much, oh Father, because we don't deserve it. We don't know what else to say besides thank you, thank you, thank you. For the fact that through Jesus Christ we can experience joy. Something that is present in your presence right in heaven, oh Father. Help us to be joyful. Help us, Father, to clean our hearts. To refresh our hearts. Like Paul prayed for Timothy to the fire to clean Timothy's heart. To feel really Really joy from you, O oh Father. If we think we, you know, we are not, it's not too late. It's never too late for you, O oh Father. So I ask you, Father, today that you help us, that you touch every heart present in this room, O oh Father. That you start cleaning every heart. That you help us, Father, to stop complaining. That you help us, Father, to start focusing on the blessings, O oh Father. And I ask you, Lord, for those ones who... I'm not really sure if they experience joy lately. Help us, Father, to reconnect on you, to put our eyes on you, O oh Father. Help us to be hungry for you, thirsty for you. And for those ones, Father, that are not your, you know, don't have salvation, Father, keep convincing their hearts through your Holy Spirit. That way they will come and receive you as, as, as their personal Savior. All these things I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.